This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too. So they're ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Jackson's there, Billy did. The goal, Chris Billy Huddersfield Town. The most famous goal of Chris Billy's life. Is this the moment for Lee Fowler? It is. Take your place in Division 2, Huddersfield Town. Rupi Steve Simonson's boots now. He's missed. Steve Simonson. Clears the frame of the goal and collapses in a heap of tears. Huddersfield Town are promoted. Stefan Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And he takes that chance! Instinctively, you give to me the love that I need. I cherish the moments with you. Respectfully, I see to thee. I'm aware that you're cheating when no one makes me feel like you do. Upside, Upside down. down. Inside love. Round around. We miss Cosy, <laughs> don't we? Um, welcome to episode 116 of the Andy Takes That Chance podcast. The topsy-turvy terriers are back. And so is the most inconsistent, erratic, and not often enough ecstatic quad of town fans who are more like the four pillocks rather than the four pillars of this podcasting community. We're back and ready to review the last week's goings on. In the stead of a man more hungover than town's performance against Nottingham Forest, a.k.a. Richard Scouse-Marler, back today is Andy Kay. How are you doing, Andy? I'm good, mate. Thanks for inviting me back. I'm happy to step into Cosy's shoes, (laughs) drunk as he may be. Uh, after failing in the qualifiers of Come Dine With Me on account of him being more of an eater than an egg beater, it's our culinary expert, Phil Senior. You all right, Phil? Very good, thank you. And finally, a man who is more homes under the hammer than poor old Dwayne. It's the ogre, Dan Porritt. How's the sauna today, mate? A bit chilly today, mate, for honest with you. I need to get a beer involved out here. <laughs> You're going to be like John Motson when it gets to December, aren't you, out there in uh, with your little coat, your sheepskin on and your little uh, microphone? My building work's still going on in December. I won't be happy, man. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Right, guys, before we get into things, uh, I'm always, as always, proud to uh, proud to say that this podcast is sponsored by Magic Rock Brewing. Uh, Magic Rock, you can uh, join us. Uh, I think quite a few of us jumped there uh, on a on a match day, pre and post match. So come and join us. Uh, some decent drinks up at the uh, the tap room in Berkby, and there's one in Home Firth as well if you fancy getting the training as well. Uh, also, you can use our code AHTTC10 for 10% off of all web orders uh, at magicrockbrewing.com. Right then, guys, let's get into Huddersfield Town nil, Nottingham Forest 2. The roller coaster continues. Uh, I think sometimes before we start ripping to bits, uh, ripping Huddersfield's performance to bits, which we're probably not going to do, I think it's okay sometimes to say that the opposition nailed a game plan completely. Uh, Forest never looked like a side at the bottom with one point to me. Um, we have a list of things, which is our kryptonite, if you like, and that's pressing our backline in possession, uh, doubling on the wide players, and you know, essentially isolating Danny Ward. And then when you get in front of us, uh, you know, on the scoreboard, 
sit off in a deep block and will struggle to break a lot of teams down unless it's from a sober Thomas corner. And I think Nottingham Forest ticked every box uh, of how to beat Huddersfield Town. And I think sometimes you have to put your hands up and say, fair play, the better team on the day won the game. And I think that was certainly the case on Saturday. Uh Guys, how did you see the game? So, pause. We'll go to the sauna first of all. How did you see uh, the game through the uh, the steam and the coals? I think you called it right there, Matt. To be honest, <clears throat> after about ten minutes in, you could almost got that inevitable feeling that you know we weren't we weren't going to get much from the game. Um, Forrest started brightly as you'd expect with a you know managerial attack in midweek. They're all out to impress and. Uh, it's a bit of a false position for me for that as Forest. I think there's the bottom of the league, but you know, when you've got a manager there that's for whatever reason not got got the players playing for him, you know, that's that's what can happen. You know, teams, you know, you go through the motions. I'm sure we've all done that work when we've got a boss that we, you know, don't particularly like or, you know, are too bothered about. Uh, you go through motions on a day to day basis, but you never really go above and beyond. And, you know, once he walked out of the door, I don't know, sort of pushed out. Uh, I think anyone who's been going to watch Huddersfield Town for any number of years would have maybe predicted that that score line or that sort of game, you know, were, were always likely to happen. It, it's just a shame, isn't it? Because it, it's typical town. You get a you get a, a good win after a, a defeat, you know, a nice sunny day down at the stadium. You know, South Stand were sold out, decent crowd. I think shot of just 17,500 roughly, you know, a bit of feel-good factor about the club. Fans who were maybe staying away for various reasons decide to come down and, and see how we're getting on and you know we, we put in not you know a 2 nil loss you can accept a 2 nil loss if you play well but we didn't particularly do a right lot did we um, seemed devoid of any ideas we you know seemed to biggest cheers that they seemed to be when we got corners because it seemed to be his biggest threat you know which is fantastic not a problem at all with that but can't rely on that every single week to, to win your football matches. Um, you've got to be able to create a lot more than what we do. Then we're going to come on to maybe Danny Ward in a bit more detail, but you know, for me, it's like playing with 10 sometimes. And, and that's probably a little bit harsh on board. It, it depends on whoever we play in that top role at the moment. We can't find a way to bring that player into the game in, in any way, shape or form. But obviously, it was Ward on Saturday, so you know, let, let's discuss him. People will argue, don't get a lot of service, which is you know, probably right, but when he does get that service, his first touch is poor, gets bullied for me, five centre halves. He's not the sort of striker, he's not the sort of man to hold it up. But if you're playing championship football, um, you've got to be able to do that at least for a couple of seconds to, to ping it wide or to drop it back into midfield and you know, spin off and, and look for a through ball in. But yeah, it, it was just one of those. I don't know, it were it was just kind of written in the stars, and you know, people have talked about. 2016-2017 vibes coming out of the, the club early season and for me, no way um, that, that weren't the case and, and Saturday just fully cemented that view for me that, you know, if it were going to be that sort of season, your, your typical town losses are losses and, and, it wasn't and, a, and a really bad performance for me. So not being overly critical or overly downbeat, it's disappointing that we we sort of, we lost at Stoke and got ourselves back into a really good position with a great three 0 win at Blackpool, which was a shame we didn't have a pod so we could discuss that you know victory in a bit more depth. But you know it is what it is, and then you've got to follow those victories up though with with some at home as well. There's no point really going over there and winning three 0 and then coming back and, and putting in a bit of an abject performance. So I think it was probably more disappointment and frustration for me rather than rather than what else on Saturday. Phil, uh, you you were at the game on Saturday. Uh, I think we'll bring the Danny Ward chat. Further forward now, uh, Poz has gone into a bit of depth there about Danny Ward. And I think there's one standout moment was when Danny Ward got booked where the ball was fizzed into his feet and it, you know, he, he tried to control it and it bounced 10 yards in front of him and he lunged in. Frustrated, it was a frustrated lunge, wasn't it, Phil? You could see that a mile off. He was, he was you know, every time the ball went forward to Danny, you know, the the centre-back, I think it's Figueredo, the, uh, the centre-back, you know, the number three, he was right up Danny Ward's backside, you know, very physical, you know, and Danny Ward really struggled with that aspect of the game, didn't he? Um, he, he didn't, you know, he tried to drop off into space and he'd get followed. It did link a couple of, it's very easy to miss, you know, one, one touch link off play. And he did do a couple of that quite nicely at some point in, uh, uh, in the first half. Um, but probably not a good day for him. And there's a lot of stick for him. You know, he's one of these players, isn't he, Danny Ward, where if he doesn't have a good game, the stick usually comes his way, uh, rightly or wrongly for what, you know, for, 
for for what for whatever reason. Uh, how how did you see that and and the game itself? For me, it felt a bit like a hangover. Really, Blackpool was great, and then maybe we expected Forest to be this bottom of the table side that weren't very good. But you know, I had a conversation on Friday which went along the lines of someone who's quite well connected just sort of said, "Oh, they 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 were playing to get the manager sacked," and that rang an alarm bell for me. And um, Pos has you know mentioned that as well. And then when that sort of alarm bell went off, I thought, oh, we're maybe going to see a different Forest side. Do you think Town weren't really prepared for what Forest brought? And uh, what did you think of Danny Ward? There's a long way around the houses there for you. Yeah, I, I don't think that... I, th- I feel like we're giving Forest a bit more credit than, than, than they deserve, to be honest. Oh, I just they were shite. Go on. I thought, I, thought they were poor, <laughs> I thought they were poor too. I, I, I just think that the, the game plan wasn't what it should have been and where it should have been. Um so I'm Tom, I wanted to have a really looking forward to it. That was my first game that um this season because we played cricket and stuff. And we're really looking forward to seeing Tom and Thomas kind of get at players and just that kind of the excitement from the fans. He, every time I looked, they were, were in a right back position, a right wing back position. Um and it was it was kind of you know worrying to see that. It just didn't seem it didn't seem right to me. And and, and I feel like we, we were too conservative. We but linking into Danny Ward, we, we played a lot of balls backwards again. Um, Hoggy was getting the ball in midfield. There was, there was simple passes forward and, and we were choosing kind of like the easy option. It got to one point, it was, it was ridiculous. And I just thought, are we trying to build and build and build, but things weren't working. And for Danny Ward, I thought I'd have a real good look at, at, at how he plays. And he works his nuts off. He, he really does. And, and it's not for the one to try and so. What's nice about tonight is that we're not talking about a game where we've got players and we're tossing it off and can't be asked. But they've actually they've actually put a shift in. It may be in, in, in the wrong way and uh, and things haven't come off. But Danny Ward works really hard and and and, and you're right, Posmanish. It, it's not his natural game as a as a target man. It's not his natural game. But he was dropping off into into the pockets and the ball wasn't being played into him, which then goes on to Lewis O'Brien because Lewis O'Brien for me was running into areas where the ball was never going and it just. It just seemed really disjointed um, compared to how they have been playing recently. Where obviously you know we've been kind of counter-attacking or bombing on and, and putting more people forward. So it was just a, it was a, it was a funny one, wasn't it? It was a mixed bag. I came away from the game just thinking, well, nothing's really happened there today. Um, we, we didn't we didn't necessarily give them the goals, but they didn't. I don't think they deserved the goals. I don't think anyone deserved to win that game. Um, but it was, it was, yeah, it was, it was very strange. It was, it's one of those games where you can't really put your finger on it. And I'm sure we'll probably talk about individual players a little bit more um, going forward. But there were just too many people that, that had a bit of an off day. Uh, and and I, I really do think that the, the formation and the way we, we were set up, never mind how they set up to play against us, the way that we set up was, was not the right way to play against us. When we're at home, we're, we're, we're full of confidence. We've got these attacking players who are flying at the moment, looking really dangerous. And all of a sudden, we've got one of them who was, who was behind halfway line half the time, making last-ditch tackles and back stick. And then we've got Karoma and, and Danny Ward who weren't really offering any weight. They were kind of up in, in the middle of the pitch and the balls weren't, weren't being accessed. So it was just a funny game for me, really funny game. Andy, what did you... Say because, sorry, Matt, I was just going to say, from... From sitting, well, obviously you can see it from anywhere, but certainly from behind goal rather than a side-on view. Forest obviously were well aware of Sauber Thomas being our really our only major attacking threat from from um, from free play, and you could see that when whenever we got the ball, their sort of whole squad almost shifted left. We're quite happy to let to let their right hand side be free, and it were it became increasingly more noticeable. The sort of lofted. 25-35 diagonal ball across from, from Johnny Ogg across to, to Tuffalo or Coroma because they would Boris just packed out that right hand side and Coroma just got no um Thomas sorry just got no joy whatsoever. They were having to like they were having to drop to halfway line to receive ball when really he needs it, you know, on half turn and, and running. And I just think Boris dealt with that really, really well. Um and as soon they as clat- they clattered him as well, Pause. There's Blackpool did, tried yeah. it as well. The couple of times he's been clattered by uh, Max Lowe, I think it was, who really went in. Have how much space there was down our on the left hand side, there, right hand side, because the whole game, were, the whole Forest squad team, would sort of moved across ten yards left just to just to stop Thomas, and you know it worked in that respect, stopping him, but it also left loads of space 
and that's how they got their first goal. You know, bombing down right and a, and a really good ball in. Um, and I, I think we've got to be. So I think we've got to be brave. Well, you know, take it. Sorry, man. Yeah, I think we've got to be brave in those positions. I think we've got to we've got to make sure that our, our wingers stay high and, and and force force them to drop back because we were just literally, like you said, there just playing into the hands, weren't we? Let's and bring Andy, Andy in. We're just on, not Andy. we're just not brave at all. That's, that's a great way of describing it, Phil. For me, it's just like we seem to have our we have our jobs, we have our roles, whatever they might be, and nobody's got the the confidence or the uh, or the bravery to go and try and do something different. Uh, it just seems like if that doesn't work, if doing the U shape, moving it across the back, and doesn't open up a gap, we haven't got anybody that that's got that that Carolitan sort of flair that can that can pick a pick a pass. Uh, it seems to me like it goes it goes in that U-shape and then whoever's playing centre-forward, if it comes into them then it, and it bounced back off like it, it tended to do off Danny Ward, particularly the first half, with that horrible challenge that he, he put in, he, he should have gone for that for me. Um, mm-hmm. We just don't seem to have that plan B. And I know that we talked about Bielsa's plan is plan A, just do plan A better and, and Cobran's from that school of thinking. But it just we've, we've seen that performance loads of times last season. We'll probably see it again later on this season. They look tired from the start for me. I don't know whether they, as we've said they underestimated Forrest thinking that um, you know that they're there for the taking. We don't have to put too much in. And the, the, the real shock for me is that a professional football team can go from being as bloody awful as Forrest have been to, to being bang average, but that's all that they needed to be to beat town on, on Saturday. That change in mindset and effort and belief, they, they out-shithoused us, they out-sang us, they did everything better than Town did on, on Saturday. Three points, one and two earned. The worst side of it is, I've got two Forest fans who were parents of lads in my football team. Both of them rocked up to me with a big... One of them came in the bloody kit today. Never talk about Forest. Some swearing <laughs> on the touchline, giving it, all right, lads, how are we getting on? <laughs> So yeah, I'm I'm grumpy as hell about it, but they didn't have to be that great to beat us. And I'm just it just it scares me that nobody is prepared to take that chance and, and try and beat somebody and lose the ball. It just feels like they're gonna get their heads kicked in by Corbran and his cronies if they make a mistake and step out of the extremely complicated thing that we've got going on. So I just I worry when I see things like that. We just need a bit more flair for me. The passes so Huddersfield did made 650 passes to 274 to Forest. So you can see, you know, you can see what's happening there. Huddersfield have had a lot of the ball and a lot of it has gone sideways. Yeah. Uh, so we've, we've talked about Danny Ward a little bit. I'm sure we'll, we'll maybe cut Danny Ward some some slack this week. You know, he's, a, he's had it tough. He's had three centre-backs to cope with. And we saw when Meepo came on as well that when we put the ball in the box, he's got three policing him. And I, I, there was a lot of it, I thought, when we're throwing these balls in the box, throwing, crossing, whatever... Uh, apart from if it's unless it's a corner, there's not enough men in the box either. Forest had a back six at one point. At, at one point they had a back six and a, and and then they converted to a front five and it was flat as well, you know. And we've got one striker stood with three centre backs while we just knock it side to side and it just felt like. And this is where Sinani and Josh Caroma need to maybe bring something a little bit different. And we you know we love those two guys on this podcast. You know, great players. You know. Uh, you know, this conscious still here, you know, for Josh Caroma, but you know, it wasn't quite their day either. And I couldn't quite put my, like Phil says, I couldn't quite put my finger on why Caroma and Sinani couldn't quite get into the game. They, 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 got, they literally got, didn't give him the ball, did they? That, no, that, they, that was the when they did, point. they got the pressed as well. Yeah. When they, yeah. And when they did, they got pressed in, in the wrong areas and it just all fell, all fell down. And the Lewis O'Brien and Hogg thing that you mentioned, Phil, is something interesting that I was looking at. Uh, as well, because that three-four-three against Blackpool, the three-four-three system that we're playing in an open game against Blackpool, who who played a four-four-two system, you know, two versus two in midfield, it it worked really well. Lewis Lewis carries the ball, he runs with the ball, and and Hogg just sits in, doesn't he? And he just gives it nice and easy to someone like Thomas on the right or Sinani, you know, nice little short five-yard passes. But when the team sits back in that back six and Hogg has the ball, it's only going to go sideways. You know, people will point to a ninety percent passing accuracy or whatever but this is where and, and this is not Hogg's game so this isn't a criticism of Hogg in particular but this is where you need someone maybe a Sinani just to drop off and Hogg can you know roll back in and they were talking a lot in the preview uh, in the previews up to the game about all these different combinations they were working on and maybe they've worked on a lot of things and it's got a bit over complicated again but one of the things that 
really sticks out like a sore thumb when a team get in front and then sit back is in the middle of a pitch. We tend not to be quite accurate. And a couple of things that I've picked out stats wise for this, for this particular game as well. So town attempted one through ball in the entire game, just one. And that, that really was a standout point, which also indicates if 650 passes, one of them is a through ball. And that indicates another, perhaps a problem with precision, you know, with passing through and it is difficult to get through forest. The other thing, there were 10 key passes. Again, some of these are from set pieces. Sauber Thomas, Ward, Sinani and Caroma only had one shot each the entire game. Uh, only Lewis O'Brien attempted more than one dribble in the whole game as well. There's a, a comment behind me from, from the old chap who sits behind me saying footballers don't dribble anymore. And I kind of like the one of those, you know, where you kind of roll your eyes a little bit because we've been watching Sauber Thomas, you know, all season, you're know, going down the wing and putting balls in. But, you know, you look at the stats and he's not far wrong. <laughs> you know, there's only, there's only one, one person to more than one dribble and 25 crosses into the box. Only six of them are accurate. Uh, two of those for Tom Lee's at the end where maybe he should have done a bit better on one of them, but it indicates, you know, like you said, it's not like it, it all sort of points to what you're saying a little bit, Phil. There's not a lot of support for the likes of Danny Ward and me up front. And there's not a lot of precision coming through the middle either. Uh, we've got a lot of strengths to this team. You know, we're not, we're not going to sort of hang them out to dry or anything. There's a lot of strengths to this team. Toffolo and, Sauber Thomas as wingbacks, fantastic players. You know, Toffolo, if, if you ever listen to this again, Toffolo, sign your goddamn contract, mate. We, 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 you know, we, we're clinging for that. And you, Lewis, if you ever listen. But, you know, we, 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 you know these guys are great players. Uh, and then you know, we've just kind of... I think, I think it's one of those games, Phil, where I think we just need to just draw a line and move on a little bit because it just, it just didn't happen, did it? And I, yeah. I, I, I do give credit to Forrest. I think they disrupted us really well. Uh, the goal they scored, Brennan Johnson's gone down the right. You know, it's it's he's not done a trick or anything. Levi Colwell's kind of got half, he's he got half caught on his heels, didn't he? And and Johnson's mm. off, and it's a, it's a brilliant cross, an absolutely brilliant cross, and a good header. And these those are the typical British goals of yesteryear. You know, you love those kind of goals if you score them. You know, the Andy Carroll uh, one where Gerard whips it in for England, and he, he puts it. You know, those, we love those kind of goals. Obviously, not against us, and. Um, I just thought Forrest did did quite well, but from from Huddersfield, there are there are other things that I've looked in as well. Pause, you might you you love a stat as well, don't you? Pause. When Huddersfield go behind, and this this seems to be a reoccurring theme as well. When we go behind and teams sit off, we've only we haven't won a game where we've in the last nineteen. I've done nineteen games because I couldn't be bothered going back any further. We've lost fifteen of the last nineteen games we've gone behind in and not won one of them, and. Again, it's it's the same sort of thing, and that's eighty percent. So you can sit there, and eighty percent of games we go just a shade under eighty percent of games we go behind in, we're going to lose. And I don't know whether this is indicates a personnel issue, a tactical issue, or maybe a bit of both. And just what do you reckon to that, Pos? Yeah, that's that particular stat doesn't surprise me at all. And I think I bet if we even go back further, even back to sort of Wagner days, I bet it's very very. It was bad under that, yeah. But that was Premier League a lot of that, so. I would say circumstances are slightly different there, but the point still stands, doesn't it? Once we were behind and um, you were sat there and you, you sort of stood watching, thinking, we've gone one nil behind now, what what have we got? And as Phil's rightly said, nothing seems to change. Yeah, you can, I know Andy's mentioned Bielsa, you know, plan A, do, you know, plan B, do plan A better. And, and a lot of coaches employ that sort of thinking when you're Barcelona and Man City and you are genuinely better than the team that you're going to be playing, you can stick to plan A. Because it's all right to bring Phil Foden off and put Riyad Mahrez on though, isn't it? That's, yeah. Exactly. When you can, you can't do that. You can do it for 60 minutes and then someone's got a click and then you've got to think, do you know what? Let, let's try something different. And like you say, Matt, the, there's the front striker is so isolated because so many times, whether you're playing 4-3-3 or 3-4-3, those three, to me, are, are not a three. They're a one. And two really wide men. Mm. Now, for me, three up front, and I know that's chalk and cheese in regards to quality, but if you take Liverpool as an example, they play three up front. How many times does Mo Salah sort of end up on wing? And if he does, when he gets ball, it's a diagonal run in towards goal rather than a, a traditional run down the line and cross. And Karoma and, and Thomas do that well, they, they sort of attack the space in behind the fullbacks, but then they're putting a cross in to one person against maybe two or three centre halves. Um, for me, that that's an area that we definitely need to look at. Um, don't want to be too too critical because, as you say, it just seemed to be one of those games. After 
I said after 10 minutes, I sort of turned to the fellow next to me and said, you know what, I don't think there's going to be much in this for us today. You could just tell. It was just one of those games where six or seven players played it six out of ten. And if you do that in championship, no matter who you're playing, you're going to, you're going to lose. But we, we desperately do need to work out of a way to break down teams that, that play a low block. And sometimes you've just got to be more direct. I know it's a bit old school, but you just have. If, if it's yeah, not working... Yeah, forward. Well, that's just getting... <laughs> Diagonal balls onto edge of eighteen yard box to cause a bit of panic. You know, you got, well, you got Nabi Sar on the bench, and you're six foot six, and there is an argument you can throw him up there, can't you? And little things like, like Wagner used to do with Heffler and Hudson. He used to put both yeah, up there, I think, didn't he? I think the most disappointing thing for me was at two 0 down. You still, you know, even with twenty minutes to go, there just seemed a, a massive distinct lack of urgency. It would pass sideways, back, forward, back to the keeper. As Andy says, that U shape. Let's let's try again on the other side. Oh no, that that avenue's closed. What can we do? I'll tell you what. We'll go back across the other side and. There were nobody really willing to take the game by its scruff at neck and, and, and you know get out. And, you know O'Brien tried on occasion. Wade Holmes came on and puffed again, but you know showed no real difference or real quality. And I don't know. Do you just put it down to one of those games? And, and I thought Dwayne was. Did. I thought Dwayne did all right when he came on. To be fair, I thought he was the most likely person to make something happen. But I know what you mean and. I thought the Turton one was a wasted sub in many ways because Pearson can play right back and it, it was for the system change, wasn't it? So yeah, yeah. It, it was a it was a strange one and Turton obviously made the error for the second goal, which is gone. I think it's gone down as an own goal now to Nichols, which I'm sure he, sure he doesn't want. So give it to Joe Lally, you know, no one, no goalkeeper wants that, do they, Phil? Um, yeah. So the uh, what I was going to say was the. The surprise to me is when in these positions we've got a midfielder who can pass a ball in Alex Vallejo and he seems reluctant to throw him on. You know, maybe this is the time because going back to what I mentioned earlier about Hogan Lewis and Hogan Lewis O'Brien, we saw the benefit against Blackpool of those two and the energy that they bring. And I don't want to get this lost in the fact that this has been a brilliant start to the season either. And, and you know, we're all extremely happy with how it's going. This is just a an observation maybe that Lewis and Hog are similar in many respects in terms of the energy they bring and, you know, the, you know, they're, they're very much in your face, you know, they'll, they'll press and do things, but neither of them pass the ball like Alex Vallejo. So you just wonder whether there's an opportunity to bring Vallejo on in situations like this. And maybe he will do that pass, you know, that sort of through ball that we're, we seem to be lacking. I don't know, Andy, well, I don't know what you think of the potential for him to come on in that situation or, or maybe this is something to address in January. Um, I think Vallejo needs a, Deserves a chance, excuse me. <clears throat> I think um, Oggy often slows it down. I'm loving to bits for what he does, but he, he often slows it down. I, I wish there was some sort of stat as to how quickly the ball moves across the pitch for town or like, you know, like speed gun at, at cricket. You can you can see how fast the ball's being bowled. How slowly do we pass the ball? How carefully? We, I mean, we look after it, but it just seems to be... Hashtag ponderous whenever it moves around. It, and that for me is the bit that will unlock a defence. Forward passing, sideways passing, whatever. It's got to be done at pace, particularly if you've got the, the, that block. And if we just do it, whatever we do, we do so slowly. And that's that's the worry for me. So if, if I echo is younger than, I think he's younger than Oggy, probably. Um, most people are probably. Um, None of those are. I, <laughs> <laughs> but, but he's got a, he's got a, yeah, we, we've got to we've got to try something different. First definition of madness, isn't it? Doing the same thing over and over again, and mm. we've played that game so many times. So, in in all of Corbrand's time at the club, we've got to do something different for me. So, yeah, I'd I'd, I'd chuck him in. I wasn't impressed with him at the, when he uh, when he first started Viaco, but you know, I've been impressed since. Is it time for Hoggy to be um, sort of eased out of the side and and some some new ideas? A, a better range of passing. One thing I, I thought on what we, we tend to do with centre halves quite a lot is is that sixty yard pass uh, that, that sort of you know, switches it from one side to the other. We didn't do that as well as we could, and it was Hoggy that was doing it. And I don't think he's quite as good. That's not his game. So whether Vallejo would be better at doing that, I, I don't know. But just because whatever we do, just just speed, just do it. If you're going to be shit, be shit, but be quick. And shit. Quick and shit. <laughs> Just slow and shit. <laughs> shit quickly, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I agree. I think Vlaka, he, he, he can play a card. You know, he yeah. will He will look. His first, and this is, and, and I think they can all do it, and I think Hoggy can do it as well, because he's not going to play that long in a game where he, he, he can spray diagonals. He can, you know, he can do that. But 
your first look needs to be forward for me. It never seems to be. He will. Lecco will, will get it in a look forward. And it, you've got to break the lines because you've got to turn defend, You've got to turn them facing their own way. At the moment, everything's in front. So it, fair enough, we'll keep in possession. But you've got to, and it only needs to be five yards. What really frustrated me was that it's just a five yard pass sometimes, just round the corner. Get them turning. You can play out, you can go back again if you want, but get them, move, move them out of the way. And we're literally not doing that. And, um, but they can all do it. So when we when we talk about Oggy, we say, oh yeah, he's just one of those that's going to break game, break the game down. No, he's not. He can do it. He can play forward fast as he can do it exactly the same as everybody else. It's just the fact that he decides not to, and whether he's been told that. So whether whether it's something they work on in training and he needs to get it, give it, and, and he's because he does drop in the pockets and gets the ball, but majority of times then it goes out wide or back. So, but there's so many times, so many times where it could have been played in. And this is where, you know, when you had that stat about the through balls, it doesn't surprise me because you can't play a through ball from, from your, your own bloody half. And then you can't, and then you should let the play it from wide areas as well. We, we need to get the ball in and around the middle section of the pitch to cause them problems because obviously you, you draw them in and then we've got the opportunity to, to break out wide. So I think they can all do it. It's just, whether they actually, you know, apply it when on, on the pitch. Okay, sec- okay, you can do second, all yeah, it's a second man running as well, isn't it? And like you said, Lewis and, and Sinani would really struggle to, well, Sinani in particular struggled to get into the game. I thought Lewis had a good yeah. game, to be honest. I thought Lewis was probably our best player on the day. Uh, but Sinani sort of struggled really to get into these pockets, you know, decent areas. And he was, he was marked effectively. And, and maybe he can do that because like we said, Hoggy, this 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 is in no way these are in no way criticism of Jonathan Hogg. We we all love Jonathan Hogg as a player. You know he's a Huddersfield Town legend, isn't he? For what he's done at this football club, but there are certain things whereby the ball needs to move quicker in areas, and people are looking at different options. So it's not so much uh, a case of a criticism of Hogg. It's just would a different option be better in this scenario? And that's pretty much it. I would never drop Jonathan Hogg from Huddersfield Town. You know the, the first eleven. I think he's he's great. He does he does a lot of wonderful things for this football club. But if everyone, if not enough for us to got 11 men camped on the edge of the box, then maybe you sacrifice a less creative player for a more creative player was, was my point in that yeah, situation. Yeah, all there. And, and, and like you said before, that, to bring in Turton on and taking Matty off. Yeah. Just random. Matty's, Matty's played right back for, for loads of years. Yeah, he's like, exactly yeah. how I play the game. In fact, he's, he's, well, he's not a bad right back, to be honest. Um, but that just seemed to be a really strange decision but, and, and made too late, way too late. Pause, you've got yeah, some, some theories on Hog. Don't take your top goal scorer off when you're 1 0 down. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 You know, you're talking about the, uh, we've just, you know, you've just sort of been all discussing the, the man on the ball. I know this is a Hog, but as a as a, someone who played at the back, as a, as a defender, sometimes you you get a lot of stick because you're all on the ball too long or you, you make, the, you know, like a long ball. but sometimes you've got to look at what's in front of that. And if there's no movement and no one's dropping off a man or no one's making any runs or no one's creating any space, unless you just stand there with your ball, what else can you do? So, you know, it's kind of twofold. Yeah, I agree in that situation, Matt, drop a less creative player for a more creative player. But even if that player is Vallejo when he comes on, if there's no one to pass to, what what can he do? So to me, you're looking at more of a, an overall picture rather than just blaming the man, you know, in this I love, game. It. I love it when, when people talk about sport, especially football, and, and everyone's played in different positions and positive like those boys in front of me never move. That's why <laughs> that's why I'm kicking out play. Goalkeepers are <laughs> like center half, what's center half doing? Strikers always complaining about midfield because you can't find a forward pass. <laughs> never your fault, is it? Never ever your yeah. fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, dear. Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, Dwayne, pause. I don't know if you were close to this, but there were a few murmurs. Dwayne Holmes, when he came on, I don't know if you guys caught. Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, 
we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. The interview with Dwayne on Radio Leeds as well. I, I like Dwayne as a character. I think he's quite yeah. a quite a funny guy. I, I think he's a good sense of humour, Dwayne. He seems, he seems like one of those players that, you know, when you're going about, oh, I wouldn't mind having a pint with so and so and so and so. Dwayne for me seems like one that'd be sort of quite high up. I think he'd be quite quite comical. Um mentioned on I think this maybe on Radio Leeds that someone said that town fans booed him when he came on. There was the interview on Radio Leeds where he they mentioned, I think Oggie mentioned the uh, incident at Stoke whereby he got booked and you know he did look completely shocked when that happened. And he, he's saying that, you know, Stoke, you know, fans at Stoke are saying this, this and that to him, which have no place. And I think it's it's good that Dwayne's had a platform to be able to call that out uh derby fans were giving him absolute dogs abuse down there first game of the season and i thought he'd be pretty well at derby as well so i don't yeah. I'd, and forest you know you kind of understand you know the derby reject thing you know there's the the whole rivalry thing there but for me pause I, I didn't hear any huddersfield fans booing when he came on it was mentioned i hope it's not the case uh even so um do you think maybe Dwayne, we, we hopefully some town fans will rally around Dwayne and, and get behind him? Because I, I like Dwayne as a character. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that incident at the store because where I was sat, obviously, he's waiting to take a long throw and you could, from where I was, you, you couldn't hear, but you could see him sort of turn around. It was obvious something had been said and he looked like he was having a bit of a laugh, to be fair. And I think he actually probably got a book for time wasted more than all else when, when he was sort of doing whatever he was doing. But he seemed to be doing it with a laugh on his, you know, a bit of a smile on his face. So exactly what we said. They said in that know. interview that the referee said he was winding up the Stoke fans. Which Maybe that's because it could have potentially looked like I didn't hear an interview, so I didn't know that. But it could have potentially looked like that because he sort of looked round and he was you know, having a bit of a laugh. And you know what crowd like as soon as the player says, oh, you know, they're up in arms. You know what fans are like. You can give as much abuse as you want, but as soon as anyone tries to give fans it back, you know, you sort of, people start crying about it, don't they, and stuff. But yeah, I think Holmes potentially an easy target. Um, he, you know, he played for us before. He never, although I won't say he was bad with us, he was never like a star man or anything like that. And I think the club maybe bigged him up a little bit too much when he returned, and it all conspires, doesn't it, when he's not. You know, not had a, a fantastic start to people to get on his back, but just just the booze certainly near me, there were nothing. I think it were probably the, the forest fans that, that that made it sound like there were booze. You're always going to get odd. Yeah, they booed him. Crowd. I heard that. Yeah, but I I didn't hear anything. I'm just I'm 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 glad that if it did happen, it's definitely a, a small minority. That's that's yeah. Uh, you know, near these people, are you? but I, near me, there were nothing certainly that that I picked news. up on. Good news. Good news. Um, apparently near you, there was nothing all game pause. You know, this is... <laughs> so... yeah, apparently were, it was that quiet. It certainly would have heard. <laughs> so the the cowshed loyal, um, I, I blame Ben Greaves for, for the lack of atmosphere in there. Every time, every time it happens, it's always Ben Greaves's fault. So any any complaints, address them to uh, General Grievous. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a few people have had a had a pop, haven't they, about the how quiet it was? What what went on? Because uh, the Forest fans were were really great, weren't they? You know, in terms of noise, was was that. Did that put people off? Was it the game no, on the pitch? Or... I don't think it was particularly that, mate. I think, you know, we've, we've discussed it already. The sort of the, Andy touched on it, the pace of the play is just so slow and soul-destroying. And and the stat that you've picked out, that once you go one behind, you, you have 80% chance of losing. It turns into one of those where it's, you know, there's not much hope. You need hope. As a fan, the main thing that you need is hope. And, when it were certainly when it went to two 0 the up just drained out of the whole ground. I want you know it's not just a, a south south thing. Obviously, we get a lot of stick because it's the singing section, and you know that's where the atmosphere has got to be generated for. And one of the reasons that we that we originally set up, you know, the group Carlsbad loyal was to try and change the mentality of of English football into no matter what's going on, you know, you stick by the team, you, you sing and stuff like that. And you know that's going to take a lot longer than you know let's call it four years when you knock COVID seasons off to, to ingrain that mentality in, into a fan base. And also, you still need something to ignite that fire. You, you still need something to get behind. You just need that 
crunching tackle or that, that little bit of a through ball or a couple of corners, you know, just to give you something to, to cling on and get behind. And certainly second half yesterday, there was absolutely none of that. And to be fair, it just turned into a bit of a bar fest, didn't it? I'm quite sure it wasn't just... It was just one of those games, mate. Like me, just one of those people games. people streaming all over the place with 10 minutes to go because the hope was just not there. You know, give us some more. Like Andy says, be shit, but do it well. <laughs> <laughs> to get behind a little bit you know anything and we, we will cling to that and we will you know try rally around but when when you see ball going backwards for a 300th time in the last you know 20 minutes what what else have you got of a goal so a little bit Inside. of fair criticism I would say but you know when you when you do what we do you, you put your head out there and people will take shots when it's not as good as you know for whatever reason you know I've, I've seen posts online and seen who's posted them and you know, they've got their own agendas and own reasons why they might do stuff like that. So, you know, I'm happy to take opinions. I'm happy to take the plaudits when it's good and criticism when it's bad. I'm not, you know, it's water off a duck's back. We've had, we've had a lot worse said about us. And so. also as well, there's always the other thing. If you think the cow should loyal are too quiet, open your mouth and sing. You know, it, it catches, yeah, doesn't it? Exactly. So, yeah, there yeah. we go. But yeah, Some fair enough. You know, we're, we're always welcome to people. So, you know, if anybody's out there thinking they can do better, come and, come and help us out. Definitely good that it was sold out though on, on Saturday. I thought that was a positive step. So good news. Yeah, definitely. It was a bit sparse at that season, so to have it sold out is, is fantastic. It just shows that it is a popular area at ground as well. So, well you know, we just moved in there. Me and the lads just moved in there. Uh, uh, and so about three or four games, we've been in there. <clears throat> and you can't fault the effort from you guys down the front. We're about we're in J, so we're you know a few rows back from you, sort of edging that my lads listening for all swear words and, and loving it and what have you. And but there's only so much you can do if the stuff that's going on in front of you is just so tepid and, and tedious and ponderous. You just sort of just... There's nothing there, is there? So, you know, but like you say, if, if, if people are criticising it, well, you know, have a go yourself. But the effort was there, certainly first half, when the guy's trying to get this thing going. But there's, just, there's only so much you can do uh, before you just... Just fall off your perch board, don't you? So, Sink, um, sod it, I'm going home. Yeah, yeah, I'm going the... Well, I, I was one of the, we were one of the 80 minute, Rob, and Pearson missed that header. We ain't scoring today. Is the right. argument, though, Please. is the argument, though, you only sing when you win it, uh, when you win it? Blackpool sung that, didn't they, too, on Wednesday? Do you know what I mean? So, I can't comment because I'm not going and singing and all that stuff. So, and I totally get it. I get that you, you um, you're affected by the performance on the pitch. Um, so you fair play to fair, fair play to all that. But like I say, people will say that, won't they? They'll say, oh, well, you only make a noise when we're, when we're winning. And, and that, you're going to get that all the time. So I think people have just got to look back and look at, you know, when we were in Premier League, we lost a lot of majority games and it was loud. And, you know, it's been yeah. a season yeah. every week and it was loud. And yeah. championship season, it was loud. Where even one game in a pool of probably 50 that I could point to where it was bad. But because it's a bit like town performances, isn't it? You can play. You can play reasonably well for ten games and have one bad one, and everyone remembers that. It's just how it is, isn't it? It's, so what, what's the difference? Obviously. What's the difference with losing all those games in Premier League but singing all the time, and then losing games in Championship and not singing? Expectancy, so expectancy, maybe pause. Would you say? Yeah, yeah. I think probably expectations were probably a little bit too high yesterday for majority of fans. Yeah. yeah. Just, just look at a league table and see you playing bottom of the league and expect you to yeah. go and win three 0 Oh, it's easier, that, isn't it? so, I thought it was all right. I thought it sounded all right. Forest fans, that Phil. No, no, I, <laughs> yeah, I, you could you could hear Tam. I mean, I was sat at, at the far at the far end, so totally yeah. opposite. So, but you could you could hear them singing um, until, like you say, until it got to a point where it was a bit like, yeah. and then Forest fans kind of started singing. And uh, you, you need to get a song for you know when this thing like this is this a library? Surely there's a comeback for that. Start singing, yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> Yeah, but that's just like it's just obvious. I'll, it? say, I'll, say, I'll say one thing though. I, 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 when when you go when you go one or two down to Forest, them singing "You've Lost That Loving Feeling" is is quality, and it I always that always makes me smirk. Does that you're, you're annoyed from going one 0 or two 0 down against them, and then they're singing that, and you're just like, "That's quite good." Is that to be fair? Yeah. It's, it's unique as well. There's only them does it, and it's uh, it's pretty yeah, it's decent. Now. It's decent. Anyway, we'll draw a line under that. And do you yeah, know what, guys? They were loud and they've come off a massive run, and you could feel that energy from their crowd. That yeah, definitely. The manager had gone. The whole 
like I said at right start, the whole anyone who's been watching time for a period of time knew that were coming yesterday. We came with no great surprise to anybody. And no. you know, I'm, I'm guessing quite a lot of time fans probably made a bit of money on a Forest away win there on, on the old betting syndicates because it was that you know that sort of written in the stars. But yeah, just going back to your original point, Matt, it, it was quiet, but sometimes you can only you know be infused so much by what you see yeah. on pitch. Well, it was great against Reading, so there's always that in the in the bank. So yeah, we won four nil. Yeah, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, there was there's a time where we'd win 4 0 15 years ago and it was quiet in the ground, yeah, so you know, there's, there's progress yeah. all the same. So, uh, let's go to the football forum. So, every week after the game, we always throw out a tweet and ask for opinions to come in thick and fast. And when we do, when we lose a game, they come in thick and fast. Um, so yes, so we've got quite a few this week. So, what I'll do is I'll read some of these out, and you guys, uh, feel free to interject on any of these where you like. If you don't say anything, I'll keep reading them out. Uh, so the first one is Jerry Hinnon. So Jerry is a genuine American town fan, which is always great to see. Uh, Jerry. Jerry and my mate Joe as well. Genuine Americans, which is great. Not expats, which is always good to see. Uh, so Jerry says, not often you see town have 70% possession and think that was dreadful, but you did today. Uh, Richard Burhouse says, uh, we never got going. They closed down any space and forced us wide, counted well and took the chance as well then we couldn't break them down. Credit to Forrest, excellent first goal and very disciplined performance afterwards. Move on, we won't win them all. James Tattersfield uh, says, Forrest deserved the win. They were more up for it than us. They are much better than the table reads and perhaps we underestimated them. We'll be fine this season. We were too slow in decision-making and getting the ball moving. No killer pass or finish will go again. That could have been posted right in the middle of our conversation there, couldn't it? Uh, Dan Peckett uh, says, poor performance, but not the end of the world. We need to do things differently in the midfield, especially with Hogg and our defence becoming predictable with our passing decisions. I felt we could have done with Vallejo instead of Hogg to help build momentum, which we lacked. Uh, Hursty says, Forrest were clearly playing to get Hewton sacked and showed some quality today. Had an extra man in midfield first half and it showed. We changed in the second to put Sinani in midfield, but 2-0 early on took the game away from us. Never mind, we won't win them all. Uh, Guy Bradley says, just to jump in, we won't win them all. I think, I think it's any sensible town fan will will realise that we're going to have spells where we might win two or three on bounce and look really good, but then that'll be followed up with a couple of abject performances, and we're going to yo-yo up and down. And if that if that ends up with a mid-table finish, I'm sure. Well, if you'd have asked me to start a season, I'd be more than happy with that. So, you know, I think sometimes we we come on stuff like this and. After matches, we ran on about stuff, but when you take a step back, actually, we're probably about where we are. And, you know, it's probably a little bit further in front than what we maybe thought we might be at this stage of season. Yeah, I think that's fair. It's the roller coaster that we're riding at the minute, the Carlos roller coaster in full section, uh, full uh, full speed, we should say. Uh, so, Phil, uh, 100% AZ vaccinated. So, thanks for letting us know uh, your uh, vaccination, <laughs> Phil. <laughs> well, I did. Not you, not you, Phil, the other one. Um, I'm also 100% vaxxer, uh, AstraZeneca vaccinated as well, Phil. So there you oh, go, yeah. AZ fans, uh, friends. Uh, why were we so off the pace? Concerning. I've, you know, I've read so much out there for him and he's only put one line. Uh, soccer... <laughs> <laughs> so, which is pretty much why were we so off the pace? Uh, soccer Sports at West York FPL says, we look tired and struggle to link up midfield in the front two. I'm really struggling to see how and why Danny Ward starts each week and Turton doesn't offer much going forward and he's shaking defence. Not ideal for a right back. Uh, Robert Smith, not the one from The Cure, uh, says, five at the back, why do we insist on playing Hogg? Give Vallejo a go with his superior passing range. It might give us more options. Hogg is not compulsory in every game. Uh, Guy Bradley's back. Uh, says, Toffolo pulled out of every 50-50 ball. If he hadn't pulled out a one right at the end of the first half, he'd have won a penalty. I noticed that. Yeah. There was, he, did the bunny hop, he did the bunny hop one where I just thought he got caught in two minds, really, rather than pulling out of anything. I thought he got caught, caught between cross shoot, dribble. I'm sticking up for my for my mate Harry Tuffalo there. Screw you, Phil. Uh, right. <laughs> I never said that. I just said that. It was the look. It was the look. It was the look. Until he signs that contract, I'm, I'm just only saying nice things to him. And then when he signs it, then we can jump in. <laughs> so David Sykes says, they easily close down our attacking threat on the flanks and we have nothing to offer in the middle. Too much faffing around at the back too. Pity they revert to that. Disappointing after a pretty good showing at Stoke and a performance at Blackpool. Uh, Smile a while, fanzine, uh, a game where it felt like the fans were watching a different game to Carlos Corbran. We were very narrow and tried to force the ball directly through the middle of the t- uh, middle all of the time. 90 minutes of it. Whenever we got it wide, we came back inside. We played against all of our strengths today. 
Uh, Dag Barnett says, our lack of threat through midfield and centre forward was evident. Forrest worked that out. If you stop our wide players, you blunt much of our threat. We need to find different solutions when teams do this. It feels like we've just, as a four, we've just read all the comments and then had our conversation, didn't we? And now we're just going, oh, we never saw any of this. <laughs> so frauds, the lot of us. But yeah, so I'll, I'll, it's interesting, Matt, because sometimes after games like that, you do get a wide range of opinions, but pretty much all the opinions are exactly the same. So that really, really clear to see one of the real so evident. Yeah, sometimes it's good to know that we're not completely out of opinion from everyone else as well, which is always a good thing because sometimes you think, "What am I on about?" If you know everyone else sees something different, but. Uh, Mr. Dave Westy says uh, Forrest managed the game pretty well. Town had enough of the ball, but Forrest were never under threat, which is also true apart from those set pieces towards the end. We never really looked like doing much with it. Terry and Nigel says Danny Ward, dross. If he's this bad now, imagine him in a couple more years. Why did we sanction his signing? He wouldn't be effective in League Two, and there's better strikers at the Dog and Duck. I, I don't know. I think Danny Ward would score a lot of goals at the Dog and Duck, <laughs> if I'm honest. Um, Side, the dog and duck. Uh, I, I wonder how many dog and ducks there are, you know, up and down the country, you know, because in, in, I never came, playing heavy wool in Sunday league. I never came across a dog and duck. So no, I didn't either. No. I played in that league. I don't remember any of them. Uh, yeah. Mick Booth, Carlos is clueless. So here we go. We've got some different ones. So Carlos is clueless. He has no plan B going back to the old passing sideways, sideways back. Warden Turton should not be in the first team squad. Actually, that's not too far away from some bits of what we were saying. Uh, Mark, the white of Acrefield never got going. Hopefully a week to the next game and we should be okay. Um, Ian, I'm not going to pronounce that surname, but it's not really a surname, but it's uh, he says, Danny Ward is a waste of a shirt. CC adapting to game situations. Sometimes he does often. He doesn't. Uh, Nick Barlow, always going to be a banana skin today after their manager went. Forrest are better than their pos- position suggests. We had an off day. It happens far too slow in possession. Not enough running off the ball and no gambling with passes when we need to we move on. I think a lot of these are kind of similar, so I'm going to skip over some of these, but thanks to Craig Holroyd as well, who's, who's messaged this. says, uh, if we've played like Casanova before, today he woke up limp. I thought that was quite good. Um, <laughs> no penetration whatsoever. So um, <laughs> Sean O'Doyle says, did we have the day off with a wink? Uh, Oliver Eaton as well. Forrest had done their homework. Craig Watson just went, ugh. Um, Cosy threw in some fantastic stats as well, which were very much, uh, you know, no one knew that if, you know, we just got three goals, we'd have won the game. Uh, <laughs> Town, Town Terrier says, watching specifically the runs of our strikers we're making, when our defence had the ball and not once did they try to pass to them, feel sorry for Ward and Biko doing the hard work, only to see the ball go backwards all the time. And uh, yeah, so thanks to Dean Smith, Tom Finnegan, uh, Tim John, Gamer James, uh, who got picked up on uh, on a, an incorrect... Uh, of not for not proofreading his tweet, so we won't read that out, James, and embarrass you. And, and finally, Brett Lodge says the best team won the first read it, goal. Read it, read it. Shall we read it? What did he put? Read it. He's put nothing to worry about. We are still way ahead of where many of us thought we would be at this stage. Need to get at least a point next week, though. Three defeats in a row, and things could start to get concerning. And he was obviously picked up because we we won in midweek, so there. We <laughs> <laughs> so it's not that bad, James. Don't worry, mate. Uh, and Brett Lodge uh, says, yeah, best team won. First goal was the best move of the match. Quite simply, they wanted it more. Second half, it was clear they were happy with a 1-0 lead. Us gifting the second goal killed the game. I think that pretty much we could have just said that, couldn't we, at the start and just called it a wrap. So thanks to everybody for joining our football forum. Like I say, when I finally sort my new new laptop out, then we'll get back live and you guys can join us live and, and tell us that we're talking nonsense uh, throughout, the, uh, throughout the broadcast. Uh, right, guys, so... Moving on from the football forum. So there's just a couple of little things that I wanted to uh, to pick up on just before uh, we end the podcast episode. Uh, one of them is so a chap called Nick Barlow. Uh, you might know him, Andy. Uh, Nick, uh, you know, you always see it. There's always one phrase in football. And pause. We've heard this many times where town fans will say, I'll bear my ass on the town hall steps if so-and-so scores today. You know, it's, it's one of the most overused phrases ever, isn't it, in football? You know, I'll bear my ass in... There was a famous one where someone did said they'd do it in a window, wasn't there? And they actually did it in a window in one of the on the high street. And uh, to fair play to Nick Barlow, Nick said that he couldn't see Huddersfield Town staying up after we lost to Wickham 3-2. I think a lot of us were quite downbeat after losing 3-2 to mm-hmm. Wickham. Uh, and he's owned his tweet. Not many people own their tweets or own what they say. So fair play to Nick. And what Nick's decided to do is he ha- he wanted to do a naked lap around the around the stadium, but obviously 
kids around the place, you know, Andy, Andy's got, you know, young ones. They don't want to see that Nick. Uh, so he's had to, so, <laughs> so what he did instead was he, he wore a mankini, you know, made famous by Bora and a tutu. And he did the step challenge up and down the stadium. So, uh, oh, fair play. That, yeah. yeah, so Nick, fair play to Nick for doing that. He uh, set up a Just Giving page as well. So he has done this for three charities. Town Foundation, uh, he's done it for the NHS uh, cancer charities as well. And, you know, it's 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 great work for Nick. What I'll do is I will post uh, the link in the uh, in the feed to this. And if you guys want to check that out for Nick, uh, he'll be more than, uh, more than happy with uh, you guys uh, doing so. Uh, and also, I just wanted to say uh, a, a bit of a, uh, a quick... Uh, get well soon to Daz Hobson as well. He's a, he's a town fan who's going through a bit mm. of a tricky spell at the minute. Um, you know, he's quite popular with his cricket online, isn't he, Daz? So yes. I just yeah. wanted to say to Daz, if he does listen, I don't even know if he listens to the podcast, but if you do listen, Daz, you know, there's a lot of town fans wishing you the very, very best with what you're going through at the minute, mate. Uh, you're not alone. All of our DMs are open. If, you, if you're bored, you want to chat, you know, we're all here, mate. Feel free to get involved and uh, want to wish you the very, much, very, very best uh, in what you're going through at the minute. So, right, guys. So the last thing I've got, when we beat Blackpool 3-0 in midweek and Carlos Corbran went over and applauded the town fans, the song which was going around was the Harry Toffolo one. And I just thought at that moment, I think a lot of town fans had the same thought as well. We don't really have a song for Carlos. And we're going to throw this to pause, obviously, because he's, he's you know, he sits there with the megaphone, you know, at the front of the cowshed loyal. So this is your fault, pause again. So essentially, Carlos <laughs> Carlos doesn't have a song. <laughs> this, we, <laughs> we probably need Cosy for this as well, but Carlos doesn't have a song, does he? And there was a few mentions of it. We cheekily tried to drip feed one, didn't we, Pause about a year ago on this podcast, which was based on Americanos by Holly Johnson, you know, the old song, mm-hmm. um, but what what do you guys think? Can you think of any particular tunes that it, we could we could throw in for Carlos Corbran? Uh, I'm going to throw this wide open, and we throw it as well to, to you guys that listen as well. You know, let us know when we post, uh, when we tweet this, and when we put it on Instagram, Facebook. Let us know afterwards what sort of songs you would think for Carlos Corbran, and you know, I'm sure there'll be some funny ones that we can come back to next week. Uh, so I'm going to throw. It. So the one that we had was oh, I'm trying to remember it now. Pause, but it was you know Americanos by Holly Johnson. It was something like. I can't remember if it was Super Carlos, Spanish Carlos. It was Super Carlos, New Balance Chinos, Jorge Scoff and Chicho, Spanish Carlos. Or, you know, that was that was one going through. And you could probably make that slightly better as well, but that might be a bit of a mouthful. And whilst we're at it, pause, Super Josh Caroma, we could do better than that as well for Josh Caroma, couldn't we? He's tough. I always think songs that they need to sort of, you know, obviously being part of what we do, it's like, look, what new songs can we get? What new songs can we have? And, you know, for which player and, and players and managers and whatever. But it's always tough. I think sometimes if you think too much about a song for someone, it doesn't work. I think sometimes it's just, it is random. You can think of a song and it'll be ace and you start it off and everyone looks at you as if to say, what on earth? And then someone somewhere else will just bellow out something really oh, random. A case in point. Would be, the like, Gareth, wow. would be the Gareth Southgate one. Do you know the uh, the Atomic Kit and Gareth Southgate one? When yeah, I first yeah, saw that, I was like, what on earth is this? And then it's caught on massively, hasn't it? It's, it's, it's funny, you know, some players migrate to songs a lot easier than others. And I think, you know, Corberan obviously doesn't rhyme with the right a lot. Um, so it is tough. But yeah, it's something to, something to work on. There were murmurings of, of one for Carlos um, in, in sort of lower reaches at South Stand uh, at Reading. Obviously, we were open to get that spread a little bit more um, on Saturday, but for obvious what is reasons, it? there were no point. Uh, I'll, have to, I'll tell you what I'll do after, Matt. I'll send you the video so you, we can... You can Sing it now. Up. Won't it? Uh, this is what this is what you're I here for, Paul. that new. I can't actually remember the, the exact words to it. It were, we're not lads who sit down at front of us, so I put it together. Um, so I'll, I'll send you a video across and you can put it in Twitter feed, see what is people not, think. Is it not like this now? No. <laughs> used to love that Spon- what, what, what was it used to be Andy when uh, Leeds Road it used to be sponsored the music used to be sponsored by the was it W.H. Uh, Smith Woods, the Shambles Woods, Woods uh, Music at the Shambles something like that yeah yeah fantastic good days but Americanos by Holly Johnson Phil what about you you, you know did town fans ever have a song for you anything I can't I have no idea I, honestly, it, it's that long ago that I can't I can't remember. But I, I do think it, it would be nice for, um, for 
for the manager to have a bit of a song about him. Everyone else has, haven't they? Um, the manager. Yeah, yeah, they? yeah, yeah. Well, apart from Mick Walters. Oh, David Wagner's. Oh, Wagner's. Oh, David Wagner had loads, didn't he? There was the last. Mm. I used to love the last Christmas one, Paul. You know, last Christmas I gave you my heart. The very next day, to give it away. That was a that was a classic as well. But yeah, only yeah, used to come out at Christmas. It, it, it was better than Klopp, wasn't it? Better than Klopp with an end. It was funny though because I, I you, you mentioned it and you were all there, but I actually I watched the game at home and I I thought the same thing. Like he obviously went in front of the fans and and it's obviously nice for him, isn't it? So because you know he played full season behind closed doors, you don't get that kind of you know. Um, relationship with the fans, so it's nice for them at the moment to be able to, to be able to do that. So, do you know what? Um, hopefully, someone will come up with a, a really, really catchy song. Lord the Patrick song for my favorite. Yeah, heartbeat. I, I, <laughs> I want something really to, easy, something to do with supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. <laughs> but I want, I want the South Stand to grab the lapels and go as part of that can you imagine the magnificence of that song and then to see everybody giving it that as well it'd be like just like that Poznan thing but even better so yeah. there you go I'll, I'll pop down next time Blackburn mate Blackburn mate come down we'll get it going I'll, I'll be in Glasgow but um, next, the next I'll, I'll show you what to do grab your lapels and we can do all that send the lad <laughs> Yeah, he'll do it. He'll do what to get on camera. He loves it. Yeah. Right. Do you, know what, do you know what I've done? Well, whilst, you, whilst you're singing Mary Poppins there, I've, what I've done, I've fired up Down at the Mac because I think it was on Down at the Mac and it was. And if, there's also, is it time to give Carlos a song? So why don't we vet some of these? You know, they'll probably get hate hate, hate posts on there after this. But um, we've got to the tune of Rio. His name is Carlos. He's the head coach for the town. You make stupid gestures. I wish he'd sit the F down. How about that? That's <laughs> yeah, it's quite funny. Uh, and then we've got the Wednesday one. Yeah, Carlos, yeah. Carlos had a dream to build a football team. I think we, uh, we tried it's, this. It's just right. Can't stand a ripoff. Can't stand a ripoff. Needs yeah. to be more, more, a bit more unique. A bit more unique. Yeah. Uh, oh, someone has put the Americanos one, but they've put. Oh no, he's not put any lyrics. That's never. Uh, and then we've got. And it, oh, this is this is down at the Mac. It's gone off into an argument about recruitment now. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So we've got uh, Super Carlos, New Balance, Chinos, Paella, and Sangria. Super Carlos, not quite fit. Jesus, not scanning that is it? It's not scanning. No, it doesn't quite fit that one. But uh, a mate of mine said. Uh, no, there's the one to the tune of the Flintstones as well. Carlos, Super Carlos, yeah, take us to the Premier League. I'm not, no. just reading that. I've literally just read that. <laughs> you read that one as well. Here we go. Oh, here we go. This is my mate, uh, one of my mates here. Spanish Carlos, New Balance Chinos, Sangria and Cruz Campos. Spanish Carlos, you see that scans better, Andy? Cruz Campos, you don't hear that very often, do you? No, no. Uh, that's that's it really. I, I was thinking as well. You've got the the Pep Guardiola one. We've got Carlos Corbran, but it doesn't not quite it doesn't quite fit. Who even starts all these chants? So like, what do you do? Uh, do you hey. just literally just stand in the middle and just start hey, and pause. Like like Pozzi was said there. Like, <laughs> that you, usually, you have to get a bit wellied first, don't you? I remember <clears throat> I remember the time of start, starting the Andy Booth chant and stuff like that. Yeah, you have to have a couple of. What do you all do? You all like come on everybody, and then you start <laughs> singing it, and then follow me. All you need is like two or three, you know, to sort of to be prepped, and then you start singing it with three, and then all of a sudden, if people people kind of slowly join in, don't they pause, and then it grows a bit out, it's and then like a thing you can, but certain people just seem to have a knack for it. So you, you someone can get up and belly out, and you know, hundred decibels, and everyone's like, no, I gotta get involved with that, and some sort of guy whispers it somewhere else, and that's all. It's four thousand folks singing it, and you're like. He's, he's a phenomenon this football atmosphere and football singing because it really is strange how it happens you know yeah. literally one person out of you know you can have you know what is he in our start two and a half two thousand ish people one person could and somehow all gets into tune and all at the same time and you know what I like I like the um, I like those foreign guys me that get on microphone and just start going rah, 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 rah. <laughs> Can't you do that? Like, you really like getting them pop loud ones and just start saying loads of random words. We have a, we have a few that are just that's just like a tune, uh, but then we get more on that because it's too European, and then we get more on that for 
not singing them, and then we get moaned at for singing them too much. So whatever we do, we get moaned at. Fair come enough. in, come in in the one week. We'll show you how it works. I'd love to see Phil, oh, Phil with a megaphone. I think that would be what everyone wants to see, isn't it? Phil Senior megaphone. <laughs> squeeze, squeeze. <laughs> <laughs> right shoulder, right shoulder. <laughs> I think that's it, lads. Unless there's any other business from you guys, anything else that you want to bring? Not from me. No, man. No, nothing. That's it. So, again, thank you, everybody, for listening to the podcast. Remember, if you've got any decent Carlos song ideas, throw them our way, and what we'll do, we'll get Paz to... In fact, no, we won't. We'll get Phil Senior to stand there with his megaphone and belt that mm. out. Mm. I think that's what everyone wants to see. That's what everyone wants to see. No, they don't want to see that lob from Darlington and anymore, Phil. It's Phil with a megaphone. That, <laughs> that's going to be the override. <laughs> it's good because that's going to be the overriding thing not the save at Barnsley we'll throw the save at Barnsley in as well yeah do that uh, one that's better <laughs> so what we'll do so yeah throw them our way and then uh, we'll probably sing or get Phil or Cosy to sing some of the better ones that have come through so uh, thanks to everyone thanks to Magic Rock for sponsoring thanks Andy for jumping in as well uh, no there was problem. one point when you went into that fridge Phil's eyes lit up really so <laughs> <laughs> I'm going like, to pass it straight through the screen for me I'll be alright <laughs> next time next time oh dear Right, excellent. So thanks, everybody, and we'll be back again next week. There's a team that is dear to its followers The colours are bright, blue and white they're a team of renown They're the pride of the town And the game of football is their delight And all the while upon the field of play Thousands loudly cheer them on the way Often you can hear them say Who can beat the town today And then the bells will ring so merrily And every goal shall be a memory So town play up And bring that cup Back to Huddersfield So town play up We'll bring the cup Back to The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 